Hi guys, this is Joel Thompson and you're listening to Talking with TK. G'day guys, welcome to episode 157 of Talking With TK. I'm your host Tristan Cannell. Another great episode today, episode 157 features Manly Warringah Sea Eagles second rower and also Indigenous All-Stars captain Joel Thompson. Just a huge shout out to Joel. He's a great guy both on and off the field and I couldn't think of anyone more deserving of you know the honour of actually leading the Indigenous All-Stars. So... Obviously, this, this was recorded a couple of weeks ago, but uh, perfect timing and a big congrats to Joel. This is actually his second time on Talking With TK, so definitely hit him up. I think it's like episode 25, one of the early episodes, so definitely check that out. But he's got a brilliant story. This chat goes pretty deep, so I think this will be a little bit different. There's a little bit of footy, there's a little bit of mental health, a lot of the stuff that he does off the field. So he really brings it, so definitely support the cause and follow him across all his different social medias, which I'll have the links for in the show notes, and also I'll give them at the end of the show. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode with another brilliant brilliant player in Cameron Murray from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He's another guy doing great things off the field as well. I am part of the Diamantina podcast network, so definitely support some of my stable mates, including the Batuta Advocate, Hello Sports, Dylan Friends, the Halfcast podcast have also been rocking some great shows lately, so definitely get involved with those shows. My book, Talking With Champions, that is out now, so jump into Dimmix if you're, if you're in the city or anywhere that you can actually go into a bookstore, you'll find it in there, or online, Dimmix, Booktopia. Angus and Robinson, so it's perfect for a gift. It's 75 of my best interviews, broken down into five or six of my favorite moments from each, so definitely a great gift, whether it's your dad, your boyfriend, your husband, I even know the girls are getting into it, so it's something for everyone. Thank you for everyone getting in touch, so definitely continue to send your emails, Tristan at TalkingWithTK.com, I'll personally reply to that, or you can also hit me up across all the different social medias, Facebook or Insta, oh wait, Facebook or Twitter, I'm at TalkingWithTK, Tristan Nell on my Instagram, so I'd love to hear from you. Alright guys, it's another great episode ahead, and I hope you enjoy it, and I introduce Joel Thompson. All right, guys, my special guest today is Joel Thompson. Joel is a pro player for the Manly Sea Eagles, where he starts in the back row. He's played 220 first-grade games across the Canberra Raiders, St. George, Illawarra Dragons, and Manly, while he's also represented country origin, and he's also represented Indigenous All-Stars in six occasions. Away from the game, Joel loves to give back and is the founder of the Mindset Project, sharing his own story and workshopping a series of mindset practices and coping strategies to both kids and adults throughout Australia. Welcome to the podcast, Joel yes. Thompson. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Absolute, mate. Well, let's kick things off because it's been a huge off-season for you, brother. Yeah, it has. Before we get to what actually happened, you know, yeah. congratulations again for making the Indigenous All-Stars because that's you. a huge honour, especially coming from your background as well, man. So you must be excited to, oh, to come back with the boys. I'm pumped, mate. I'm pumped. I missed out last year for injury, um, but, you know, I'm excited to be back and and just ready to, ready to rip in, eh? We've got two weeks to go until we kick off, so. Have you seen the team? Yeah. God, it's a good team. It's a great team. We, we've lost some big boys, but that's okay. Um, you know, I'm sure the guys that will come in will, will do the job for us, but so much talent there. All you got to do is 
for us forwards, just do do your job to let the big guy, yeah. the, let the freaks have the get the ball as much as they can in good spots. So, Joel, you might be in the front row, mate. Fafita's pulled don't, out. Don't mention that, man. I don't want to, I don't want anyone to get any ideas of that, man. <laughs> um, I tell you yeah. what, David Fafita is a big bopper. He's you push him up, push, push him, him up because he's big and powerful. Um, I was, um, yeah, but you know, we're everyone's keen. All the boys that I talk to are ready to go. So. Uh, should be a good game. Yeah, do you keep in touch? Like, once you do the camp, like, do they, obviously it becomes a bit of a brotherhood, especially because it's a yeah. culture thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we have that special bond there through culture, but, um, yeah, you keep in contact with certain boys. And, um, you know, I keep in contact with, you know, Jack Whiten because I was at Canberra with him. Or yep. I spent time with Blakey Ferguson and, and different boys that, um, you know, we keep in contact and, uh, champion blokes and, you know, looking forward to running out there with them and, and playing beside them. Yeah, I tell you what, it is great because of your all your bonds, right? Because everyone has problems off the field, yeah. right? But everyone has a comeback. Yes. And I, I a find comeback. a comeback, even if you've done something wrong, yeah. for you to correct your errors and be able to teach other people, I think that's more powerful than not doing anything at all. And, and I find it's the Aussie way, the comeback. Like how yeah. many many um, you know people in Spotlight who have you know, fallen down but just picked themselves up no, and, and, and went again and, and, and bounced back from it. And you see it in different sports and, and throughout society. I know people outside of rugby league that have, you know, fallen down in tough times or something's you know, hasn't gone right in life and they've just picked themselves up, dusted themselves off and, and moved forward. And, and I love that about about people, you know, and I always, um, you know, across footy you, you see a lot of the boys and, um, yeah, they, they're inspiring other people too when they're going mm. through those difficult times. Going, oh, this guy done this, he he can do that. You know, yes, it's it's, it's powerful. The power that's of the story, eh, man? Yeah, it is like it just it influences is. so hard. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. You don't realize until you're actually having conversations, real conversations with people that um, how much they're influenced from from hearing other people's stories, and and that's why I do what I do. I because I realised the impact it was having out there, and, mm. and going out sharing that story. Because I didn't know it was doing that until people started coming up to me from in the street, or people contacting me through social media and saying, "Oh, you helped me go and get." I was just different, and I was like, "I can't stop doing what I'm doing. Like this is too important. It's it's." It's actually gave me. Um, it made me feel like I'm here for a reason. I'm, it's a purpose, I mean, yeah. Man. So I'm, I've got a, I've got a purpose here. It's not just playing footy for entertainment for people for 80 minutes. I've got a purpose in in this world, and um, that's why it's always been something that I've always you know been passionate about and you know enjoyed. Yeah. Can you, mate? Just even hearing you speak and like the pride in your voice now. Can you imagine? Going back to 19-year-old Joel, who just signed with the Melbourne Storm, man. Yeah, yeah, 19. How different 18. you are and how much you've grown, brother. Yeah, I've grown. Wow. Um, just different stages of my life. Um, I've spoken about my childhood many times. I've always been quite open about um, where I've come from because, again, I, I believe in the power of story. But, mm. um, you know, when I started, you know, I got in trouble, you know, with police. I've shared that before and, you know, different times where – Things weren't looking good for myself. I was heading down in a def in this path of destruction or heading to crime and um you know, some good people around me sort of supported me and gave me the push that I needed to in the right direction and you know, I went to boarding school then uh finished boarding. I am not gonna share my HSC remarks, but um <laughs> None of this went well, mate. No, 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 no it's it. all good. But um, you know, I stuck it through, done year twelve and I went down to Melbourne Storm and yeah. um I was a raw bush kid and I had to even back then I had to work on you know, I was conditioned a certain way. Um, you know, I just my behaviour, my reaction to 
adversity, you know, mm. when things weren't going my way, you know, instead of kicking stones and, and, and having massive blow-ups and, and making things worse, you know, just mm. um, the growth over the years, I, I've had to work on myself, but it didn't come easy. And I had to, the first thing was being honest, you know, that cliche of a man in the mirror. I, I had to have a, yeah. a lot of those men in the mirror sort of um, times where I just had to go reassess myself and go, is this really what I want out of life is this is this me is this is this going to bring the happiness that you know we all strived you know to achieve yeah, yeah. mate I had no idea because we went yeah. pretty deep last time we had a yarn yeah but I didn't realize that your name used to be James Murdoch man yeah no not James Joel Murdoch Joel Murdoch sorry, sorry yeah, you got Joel James Murdoch. yeah yeah, mate, yeah, we yeah been James Murdoch yeah, yeah <laughs> That's no, Joel, cool. Joel Murdoch so yeah um you know, when I do podcasts or do any, I don't really share. There's so much a part of my story to unpackage. And yeah. we, sometimes I don't have enough time or I'll skip over things. But, yeah, I was actually Joel Murdoch. Um, you know, I believe that um, a man that was in our life, uh, was my mum's partner who I thought was my dad. Um, I was I went under his last name. I thought he's my 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 real dad, and yeah, yeah I was Joel Murdoch, and that's your brother's brother. Yeah, that's my brother. That's my brother's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. um, I didn't know anything different, and then um, one awkward um, I remember oh, for these moments, you're probably the same through life where you have these. Um, these moments in life that just stick with you. You remember the the at this time. I remember the backyard, the 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 day, the just what happened during that day. And mm. uh, when my mum told me, you know, um, Paul, you know, is not your real father. Um, you know, it was just sort of I was what ten, eleven, and oh, it might have been eleven. It was. Um, you know, I was just ripped the heart out of me. I you know, imagine, it's man. me identity, everything. You know that I believed. Yeah. It just made me question, like, you know, who am I? Like, you know, and just it broke my heart. Um, I'm so young and vulnerable. So too, young, bro. so young, and um, and even just that moment, like, I <laughs> it's crazy even thinking about it now, even sharing it. But you know, even the way it was broken to me it was it was sort of casual. You know, I'm sure if my mum went back on it, she was probably going through a difficult time herself, as she did. Um, you know, she, the way she broke it to me, it wasn't. Yeah, it was it was it was too casual, and um, she goes, "All oh, right, we need we needed some money. Can you speak to your real father? This is your real father. His name's you know." And I was like, "Oh, I was just in shock and everything." Mm. And it was it was an awkward phone call. Like I said, you remember different moments in your life that stick with you, and that was something that I'll, that I'll never forget. Yeah, and just awkwardly um, speaking to him, and you know, pretty much asking for some money. Um, did he know that you were his son? Yeah, he did, and. He, we haven't spoken about it in depth, but he's a good guy. I keep in good contact with him. Yep. He's had, you know, part. He's played a part in my life, and um, you know, he just. Um, I always heard different stories from that moment. Like my mum would tell me different things that he just, you know, left, and all different. And I sort of, I didn't know what to believe. I didn't know what to believe in about everything. You mm. know, I question a lot in life. I didn't trust many people. I just, I just, yeah, I was very confused in that in that period, but. Um, yeah, so Joel Murdoch. Um, yeah, it's crazy because I have some like old school stuff from when I was in year one, year two, and when I was in primary school, just with Joel Murdoch written on it. And but you know, I, the their family, um, the Murdoch family, um, my nan and pop. I only lost my pop um, last year, and um, you know, I treated them. They were, they were people. They were the closest people to me, and treated me like their own, and they were, mm. they were champion people, and. Um, 
you know, it was just, you know, a crazy, crazy period. Yeah. Joel, like just on social media, I see how close you are with your three girls. Yeah. And the stability and stability yeah. in life that they've yeah. got now with, with your wife as well, man. She seems like an amazing partner to be with as well. Yeah. When you look at that and compare it to your own childhood, oh, dude, wow. it's just like. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, I used to look back on, on my childhood and, and my upbringing and I used to be ashamed of it like I didn't really speak about it I hid it from my close friends I didn't share too much information on different things that happened with me or different you know things that I witnessed but I guess um, I look back on it now and I, I think a lot of it's built me like it's just these moments and those mm. those difficult times really made me truly who I am and I look back on it as, as lessons and, and ways that have shaped me to be the person I am. I, I really believe I'm a resilient person who can really bounce back from whatever gets thrown at me these days and I think a lot of that come back from those early years and, and different things that happened in life. But, um, you know, it, it, it's given me that focus too and, and make me give me that drive to be, be a good dad and um, we'll speak about it later, but just even from my accident, that was the final hurdle that went, you know, the final moment that's when this has to stop and I have to, I have to change things because I want to be a happy, I want to be a dad that's given my daughters, you know, the best opportunities in life and be, and give them the life they deserve. So, and my wife. So, you know, it's something that I hold close to me now that to be the, to be the good, the good father and the good husband that, that they yeah, deserve. Yeah. Definitely, man. We might as well touch on it now. Yeah. Mate, when I, when you put that on social media, yeah, it I freaked yeah, I everyone out. I thought didn't you were it. dead, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people did. Um, I shouldn't have actually posted that. Um, well, uh, the, I'll start from the beginning. So I was up there for the Aboriginal knockout. I, I normally go up to the knockouts. I, I play in them yeah. um, here and there. And this time I was injured from the season. I broke my arm. But... Mm. I um, went to a mate's place for a barbecue. I just you know catch up, casual drinks, and and guys that I've sort of know I've known for a long time, and I'm you know close friends, and hmm. um, I had too many beers. Um, obviously, I had way too many beers, and um, you know my wife wanted me home. She's she's like that. She's she knows when enough's enough, and yeah. she she wants me home where I'm safe, and because hmm. um, I. I'll probably take things a little bit too extreme. So I was having beers. My mates done the right thing. They wanted me to go home as well and um, said goodbye to all of them. And, you know, I was leaving and um, not, I can't remember too much. Um, after, you know, um, saying goodbye and everything, but I, I lost my footing. Um, there was a bit of a steep driveway, but I must have lost my footing and, mm. and must have tried to stop myself. You know, obviously there's no footage or no one was there to witness it. And yeah. Obviously, I hit my head, so, I, you know, your memory's blanked out. So, um, but Did people hear it or was it loud? No, so what's happened is I must have tried to turn to save or look after it. This is what we think, so... Must have saved to try and look after me broken arm and not land on that side. Yeah, yeah. Landed on the side then. Um, you can see that red mark, which yeah. I, is a good reminder. But um, yeah, landed on that and um, the taxi turned up. And I, I took different pieces of the story because I was different people and I was just, I kept on even just, I wasn't too sure until only recently I caught up with one of my good mates who was there, Josh Miller, who I played at Raiders with. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, he had a funny feeling. He goes, "Oh, something's not right." He just, I oh, know, he had this feeling that um, he wanted to go and check on me, making sure I was in the taxi. Mm. And the taxi driver was there, and um, you know, I think he rang up to the 
check where I was and yep. everyone's like, oh, what's going on here? So they went out and uh, my mate Joshy and, and the boys um, found me on a bit of a slope bleeding out um, where I hit my head. Mm. Um, you know, if that, if they didn't happen, I honestly wouldn't be here speaking to you now because, you know, the amount of blood I lost and, um, you know, what yeah, I, I you know, it was, it was, yeah, it's something obviously I, I'll never forget. So um, from there they rang the ambulance and mm. – Ambulance come and, and then they flew me to Sydney and they flew you. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, so I was in a induced coma. Um, How long was that for? Um, I don't know the exact amount of time, but a day or two, possibly. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, mate, your missus was, must have been freaked out. Mate, it was it was it was yeah, it was so scary for them and uh, for my friends too. And I uh, went there and I remember waking up and. Um, <laughs> In hospital, yeah, and I was just like, there was these massive, big, bright lights in this hospital in the, in the wherever, and Jesus. I come come out of this. You must have thought you were in heaven or something, that's, mate. That's exactly what it was. I thought I was in heaven. I woke up and it was just these bright lights, and it's a weird feeling. I've, I've never been in a in the coma. I've never yeah, had yeah. done that. So I woke up. I was like, am I in heaven? Yell it out. So I'm like, I, I probably wouldn't be in heaven anyway. They'd probably send me down the other way. But um, <laughs> don't worry, I'll be no, joining you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There'll be a few joining me. But um, yeah, woke up and um, yeah, they sort of had a bit of a laugh and they're like, no, you know, and then explain. I was just like, wow. and then you know, me, me wife crying and how concerned and how I'm not meant to because I'm not myself after an injury, especially where I damn it, where I had the the brain injury. Mm. Um, you know, I was started being um not myself i was i was swearing and i was with other people there with brain injuries and it actually got me into my own private room quicker because they're like we've got to get this guy away because i was just like just yeah i wasn't you know i can't really remember the first week or so um as i was recovering from the injury and um yeah it was was, you know strange it was yeah just um you know finding out the details of everything and the effect it had and my wife she wasn't too sure that i wasn't allowed any phones or anything and she yeah. gave me my my phone i had i was on phone and i was straight on social media <laughs> whatever <laughs> and there was a photo of me in the you know whatever went everywhere and i should not have posted that you know obviously if i was myself i wouldn't have posted it but i posted it on my instagram story well, where was the photo from um, was it on your? My phone mates or? took a photo. Okay, someone took a photo of it and sent it to my wife and said, "He's okay. He's in care. He's got help. He's got care. This is him. Yeah, everything's going to be all Imagine right." Imagine her receiving that text, mate. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, it was great. But anyway, so I posted on my story and said, "Oh, blah blah blah. I can't remember exactly what it was." And um, yeah, it shouldn't. <laughs> it just went everywhere, and I, I didn't think about that. I just wanted to let people, like my nan and different people, that know that I was You're safe, okay. yeah, that yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. And that was a way for me to, to talk to everyone. That's the way everyone sort of gets, you know, um, gets across to everyone. And um, yeah, just went everywhere. And even my wife was saying that I was um, taking phone calls from media, <laughs> like doing interviews, well, yeah. talking to people. <laughs> and my wife, and they're like trying to grab me phone because I was just rambling. I was just like not even saying the correct stuff. And yeah, just she goes. Then and then the nurse come in and went, What's how come he's got a phone? My wife's like, Oh, I wasn't oh, sure. Like, yeah. So they're like and then they explained everything and Yeah, so you know, spent weeks in hospital and um went through everything to make sure I was okay and 
Um, you know, th- those moments, but, you know, when my daughter was coming, coming up and giving me cuddles and seeing how upset and the effect it had on everyone and mm. my wife and my friends and the people that are close to me, um, you know, it, it really, you know, I, I'm not guilt. I, yeah, I guess guilt. I've never had that guilt before. Like, I really held myself accountable. Like, I just really, yeah. I, I, it was yeah. Well, people that rely on you. They rely on me, but I didn't yeah. realize the effect, like how much it really hurt people. And mm. at, at end of the day, it come back to my actions. Like I was the one that drank too much. I was the one that, you know, and, I, and I've always had that personality. Like you know, having three or four beers, but I had ten. You know, having like a big night would be a massive night. Like I just didn't know. Yeah, I've always had that. Um, that sort of held me back from being the person I want to be. So from that moment, I was like, oh, I want to drink. You know. I, I, like I said, 12 months. So when, um, you know, later in the year, if I can have, you know, a glass of red wine or have a casual light beer or something, I want to, mm. I don't want to be drunk. I don't want to be someone that was not in control or yep. I don't want to be that person and put myself at any risk again because it's just, um, yeah, it hurt too much. It's something that I'll, I'll never forget the effect it had. And another thing too, like, this is something that, you know, I, I could probably, you know, I've cried about this before, think, mm. uh, thinking about it. You know, my pop, who I spoke before, um, yeah. he was a Murdoch, but he was down in hospital. We lost our nan um, only a, year, a couple of years before. Um, he was down there and he's, I've always kept in, you know, give him a call every day or so and, and have a good yarn to him or go down whenever I could see him. I was quite close to him. He was a, he was a, he was a great man, beautiful man, always helping people. And um, he got sick and... Um, he was worried about me going, oh no, you know, you've seen everything and was concerned about me and didn't know what was happening. And, um, I only lost him. You know, I come out of hospital when I got released. I found out that he only had, uh, so long to live, like that day. So I had to drive. I wasn't meant to, I was meant to just go home. The hospital weren't going to release me. Thank God they did. But yeah. I had to drive to Wagga, um, and spent, I only spent five minutes with him before he passed away. And, Mate, I, yeah, the, the, I'll always hold that, you know, um, to me and something that really, I've, you know, just out of the blue, I'll get upset over that thinking about, you know, um, for me, from, through my actions, I didn't spend that, the time I could have with him and, yeah. and to have the conversations I would have loved to have with him before he passed away. And, um, he was someone that, you know, he was, he was very, I was very close to him and, um, something that I, you know, again, made me want to change who I, my behaviours and what I was doing, you know, I was selfish. Mm. It's a huge driver for you now, man, because it's always going to be the oh, back 100%. of your mind. Yeah, my family, my girls and my, my, the people close to me, but definitely my pop and, and yeah. the way, you know, it was a big driver in me to be a better person and, you know, not to have alcohol and not to be in that situation again. And, you know, I'm better than that. That's not who mm. I want to be and I don't want to be in that situation. I, and I knew... Um, you know, you can see through the community stuff I do, you know, I was sort of a bit of a hypocrite because I'd go out and do community stuff and teach people how to, you know, come through adversity and bounce out and not, you know, but I'd never mention not, you know, drink. I'd always, you know, leave that out. But now I can be confident going in there and saying, you know, I made decisions of not drinking and, and doing that because that's what's going to make me to live the best life I want to live. So, mm. But you're leading by example, you know what I mean? You're practicing what you preach. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people, sometimes we're our own worst enemies yeah. where we take our own great advice yeah. at least. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But at least you're taking the positive steps forward 
Yeah. Because that's going to be huge, mate. Giving up drinking, especially when you're a social drinker. I'm a social drinker. Yeah. You were a social drinker yeah. before the accident, mate. Just to give it up like that is, that's huge. Yeah. And the thing, I'd go beyond social drinker. I was a drinker that just, the drink just gave me that confidence. I didn't have any anxiety, social anxiety. I just took all the worries away, but it made things worse for me. You know, it didn't give me the skills to have hold normal conversations mm. in social in- environments, you know, instead of, you know, I'd always just drink and just, you know, just um, now I'm learning new skills, how to hold conversations better, yeah. how to be, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's something that I needed to address and obviously I didn't need a near-death experience to do it, but it's yeah. just one of those things that happen and, and something that I'll, I'll learn from yeah. you know, moving forward. You know, Substance abuse, alcohol, and things yeah. like that. How much do you put that back to your rocky childhood? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, it, it should have been. You know what? To be honest, the the big reasons for me to really push to be a footballer, to go to a boarding school, which was out of my comfort zone, to mm. always strive to be better because this is sad. But just growing up around people that survived on Centrelink or was abusing alcohol and drugs and I knew how sad that life was and how yeah. and how tough it was on those people and and being around a lot of that I was like I don't want to be like I don't want to live like that you yeah. know and that's why I've worked hard on myself and and you know worked hard in football but um you know I think you know going to um, those times where I'd wake up in the morning, people would be drinking, you know, big bots, big bottles of, you know, beer or, you know, drinking. You'd walk to school and you'd see people drinking wine and, yeah. and drinking and just alcoholism, alcoholism just everywhere and or drug abuse. It's just something that was just, um, you know, looking back now, it's crazy. But a lot of kids and a lot of people out there have grown up around that. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just part of you know society. It's part of life. But and sometimes um, it's only a small little thing that put them on that path. Yeah. Like, when sometimes their stories aren't too different from, no, from me and you. You know what? And I've 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 done a lot of work. Not a lot. Of, I wouldn't call it work. I've I've spent a lot of time with people, um, homeless people, or mm. people that. And some of those people, you know, they come from private schools or come from yeah, people with good jobs. And when you get to know them and have just a sit down, have a heart to heart with them, they're great people, but they just had, you know, one little incident, incidents in life. Their thing, wife's yeah. left them. Yeah. Uh, they lost their job. Different things just, you know, put them down the path of just where they don't come back. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's quite sad and it makes you realize. Um, That's why I like what you're doing because of the resilience piece, mate. Mm. Teaching people resilience yeah. is huge because that's literally what they had missing at that stage of their life. Yeah, to actually try and bounce back, and that's is, what it's all massive. And that's what it's all about. It's about them believing that you 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 think about it about all the different stories of people that get taken hostage, mm. or people that lose their legs or lose you know get. There's so much. Um, there's so many stories out there across the world of people that have had to had no other choice but to be resilient yeah everyone's resilient you're resilient oh, you know but you just got to believe in that and you got to and you got to start training your mind and, and re rewire the yeah, way your I brain agree. works and and knowing that you are resilient you just got to believe in it and work hard at little things if it's you know setting yourself little discipline things of making your bed every morning mm. or um you know having a journal doing gratitude there's different things in your life that you can um change that can help build those little tools that, that help you you know build resilience so when that adversity does come whatever it 
can be if it's losing your job, losing a part, whatever happens in life, mm. just believe in yourself that I'm going to come through this. This is a yeah. learning curve for me. Um, it's not the end of me. I'm not going to let it destroy me. I'm going to bounce out of this and, and move forward in, in a positive way, you know, and that's, that's what it's all about. Just going out there, sharing parts of my story and, yep. and sharing them. I'm no different to you. I, I wasn't born to be more resilient than you, you were. It's just what you believe in. And it's, in it's, it's, it's in us. In it's in us. It's yeah. just got to, you know, and that's why the power of stories, sharing dis- different stories. There's so many different stories out there more powerful than my story mm. and they've come from difficult upbringings or faced all different types of adversity and I've, and I've heard so many over the years but um, it's about getting out there and sharing that and sharing stuff that have helped me, you know, during my you know life that have helped me bounce back no yeah. matter what. 100%. All right, Jolie. So, next up, mate, obviously, I want to chat to you, extend this a little bit further and, you know, some of your off-field stuff with, obviously, the Mindset Project. Can we touch on exactly how the Mindset, how the Mindset Project first started, how it kind of has started evolving and your intention behind the whole thing, man? Yeah, so... um I'll go back to Canberra. So when I was at the Raiders, um, I was going through some some difficult periods. I was just, uh, we were, you know, you hear a lot of males that we bottle a lot of stuff up, and that's mm. I was one of them. I was a perfect example of someone that bottled everything up because you're meant to be tough. You're yeah. meant to don't show any weakness. The same story that we hear way too much, you know, um, you know, and different moments got really dark for me, and um, you know, I, I got I got lucky, but my wife. Um, partner come into my life around that period and, and really push me like you have to get some help. Mm. This is you know you need to get some help. And I was like oh, okay okay so I went through all of it and went and spoke to a lady and she gave me advice of going out and you got a powerful story but part of your healing will help you by going out there and helping others which yeah. is you know which has changed my life you know. I'll be honest, I never really did anything. I, I couldn't be bothered. I'd rather play the PlayStation or go and play the pokies. That's what I did in my spare time um, mm. around training. And, um, so I started working at the Juvie, um, different groups, and, and just sort of being involved because it was part of making me like, I've got a purpose. I've got a reason to get out of bed. You know, I want to go out and help others. I want to, you know, connect with other people. But, yeah. and it just started the momentum built and I just started getting, uh, working in different groups and a, and a and a, a man once spoke to me and he said you know I love what you're doing this is this is really great you know how did you put this together so I just took the bits and pieces that I've you know and just you know put it together he goes um, we've actually got funding that you're doing this out of for free and you mm. know which is good but you know you, if you turned into like a bit of a business set yourself up you yeah. can think about after footy and I wasn't really thinking about that to be honest this is when I was at the Dragons. So I was you like, you're in your late twenties. Late twenties, yeah, yeah. So um, I was like, all right. So I did with some help from people around me. Um, I'll come up with the mindset project, and mm. again, um, the content that I, you know, my story. That's my story. But the the strategies and the tools. I've just taken that from professionals, from people that are um, specialize in the area of, you know, helping people change their mindset or, uh, wellness and, and mental health, you know, stuff that's going to help pick them, the stuff that I really think I'm going to take this and, and help others and share that information with others yeah. and, and use my story, but turn it into a bit of a workshop. And, um, yeah, I just kept doing that and it, it, it built momentum. And it's, it's hard because, um, I do it with a balance at the moment with football, with my family. It's important to me to be around my girls and 
be a part of them growing up and you know um so i'll try not to do too much but i'll try and keep it a good balance and that's what i'm at at the moment so um you know it's been awesome it's taken me across australia it's you know i've spoken to thousands of kids i've spoken to you know thousands of adults it's 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 something that's really um again it's 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 a purpose it's when you speak about it really is because it's you know not just being a footballer and 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 going out and playing mm. football like i've got a reason i'm here in this world i'm i've got a reason to be here i'm out there to help others and that's powerful and it's something that when you I go to bed, scratch too, I'm doing, man. Yeah. Like that's what you have proud. Like you yeah. started with yeah. zero on the first day. Yeah, but the thing is, I've had good people around me that have yeah. helped me. Like I haven't, you know, the content. You know, I'm not the most intelligent person. You know, I'm smart in different ways, but um, you know, I've had people that really have assisted me and and gave me the good content to go out there and go. You need, you know, I'm giving it to people that don't have access to it or wouldn't, you know, and sort of. I just go out there and do that, and it's it's been it's been awesome. Hey? I've met some really good people yeah, along would. the way. That's and, the biggest thing. And and and, and 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 the thing is, like, I know I'm satisfied when, um, you know, when I go home, and I know oh, I've definitely I've made a difference today. I've I've really made a difference to someone's life out there today, and um, yeah, that's what means means a lot to me. And you know, the thing is, I haven't spoken about this before, but mm. it used to be. I used to, oh, I'm weird the way I used to do things, but you know, when I'd go and drink or do the wrong thing, I used to live life by karma. So if I'd done the wrong thing or I drank too much or I wasn't living, living the life that I wanted to live and be the person, I'd go and do something, you know, extra community stuff or be, and then I'd be going, all right, I'm to kind of make up for make it. Make up for it. And yeah, I was yeah. the wrong way. And if I'm being totally honest, that's the way I looked at things. And my wife always used to go, you should. You know, stop doing. You know, you just. But it's the way, I, and I don't have to do that anymore. Like, I, I, it stops now. Like, yeah. I can just do what I, you know, without having to. Oh, I do, it, you know, whatever, just because it makes me feel like it's, you know, it, you know, brings me back to, you know, that karma, living life by karma. Yeah. Um, you know, if I cancel out all the bad stuff, but you know, it's just going to be good stuff for me going forward, which is important to me. Yeah. Do you know the impact you're actually having around the NRL? Because. I had Christian Welsh on during the week, oh, yeah. and what's inspired him to do more off the field was seeing people like yourself oh, okay, yeah, taking the action off yeah. the field. So it's a bit of an encouragement that, yeah. because I think for us, it's a stigma for rugby league players yeah. that sometimes it ain't cool to be oh. doing like community oh, stuff 100%. or put, putting yourself on your social media, trying yeah. to do community work. Yeah, and, things and, like that, that, and that's what needs to change. Like rugby league players, um, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but. We, we are selfish at times. To be a rugby league player, you have to be selfish. You know, mm. you have to, and that's, um, that's just part of it, part of it. But, um, when you realize the impact and the difference you're out there, and you need to really believe in that too and be genuine mm. and know the difference you are out there and having conversations with real people, you're out of that rugby league bubble that you get stuck in. And then you become there. more than a rugby league you become player. More. Yeah. And it gets you, I, I think it, it makes you a better person. I'll be honest. I wasn't the best person. Um, my yeah. early twenties or through my ten, you know, I was, I was a grub. I was a straight up grub. And uh, over the years, I just had to work on myself because I had, I knew, um, for me to live the life that I that I wanted to live. Yeah, I had to work on myself. I had to rewire my brain, and that's that's the truth. And I had to uncondition, you know, condition myself. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's just growing up, man. That's, that's like becoming up, an that's adult. Pro- you know what I mean? Like but, you can be a father. But yeah. you can still not be an adult. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and it's taking that step, but and and making sure 
Um, again, I'll keep on you. I said that before, the man in the mirror. But it is true. It's like having a good look at yourself and going, who do I, who, who am I? Who do I want to be? You know, and what, you know, what legacy, what, what do I want to leave behind? You know, mm. and, and that's what's always kept giving me the push. And, you know, I was doing, I'm on social media probably too much and there'd be people probably <laughs> listening. Are. Yeah, I yeah, know, but people would probably listening now going, he posts too much. And he's, but the reason I always had this idea of, uh, posting more, putting stuff out there more because it, it spreads the net. Like it gets people out there mm. more. Then I can connect to more people. And it's positive you know, too. It's positive too. If people want to complain about it and, you know, go, oh, he's on social, but that's their issue. But I know what it's more, it's something that's more important to me yeah. than, than that opinion. You know, I, I know that's, it's, it's widening the, the reach I have and the more people I can connect with means more to me than, than people going, oh, it's too much on, you know, whatever they have to complain about. Cause we all know what society is like. If there's something, um, to whinge about, I was, you know, they'll, they'll find it. So, but yeah, it's, it's the rugby league players. It's, it's good to see now that people are, the more players are getting involved in different mm. community stuff and because we're starting to have um, a real powerful impact and rugby league's a great driver to, to push, you know, good positive so, you know, social change out there. So, you know, it's good to be a part of. Definitely. Mate, what's the reaction from guys like Desi and some of the senior guys like DCE and that's been to, to what you're doing off the field? Man. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're great. Every every club I've been at have been great and supportive, you know, yeah. staff, players. Um, you know, Desi's a good man. Um, he's, he still keeps me nervous every time I go in and do training. <laughs> and hoping when he puts up video that my name isn't going to be up there. But um, Does he, he like a good blow-off? Have you been? Like, have you been singled out? <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible, man. I um. He's a great coach, but he makes you accountable. And um, with me, I, I lose my head sometimes. I'll come out and try and put a hit on. I'm not the biggest bloke, but I'll try and you know smack someone and <laughs> make it a messy tackle. And he doesn't want that. And I never learn sometimes. And so he reminds me a lot. But, yeah. Um, no, but all the boys are good. Yeah, the boys are really good. Um, Has it floated maybe a few ideas for especially some of the younger guys? You know, you spoke before. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a big thing when they playing PlayStation. How many people they get in trouble like doing yeah doing oh, the pokies, bro? Oh, the most important thing at clubs is um, the influence of senior players mm. and the leadership that you have amongst the senior players. And yeah, when did you feel like a senior player? Probably this year. Okay. <laughs> oh, the beat. A true hundred percent a senior player, and mm. um, you know, off the field and my behaviours and you know, my training effort. The way I trained has always been a hundred miles an hour and yeah. and training hard, but just off the field, um, you know, not being the most professional. Or, but I think you know the power of senior players is is important to clubs, you know, and the influence that you have. You can see it at the Roosters example of Cooper Cronk and oh, huge man, yeah, Sonny Bill Williams when he didn't drink, and I think yeah. most of the boys there didn't drink for a certain. But this, um, but even him, like to go from yeah. being that playboy lifestyle for not drinking, clean Muslim lifestyle for the last ten years, it is amazing. Man. It's amazing. It's amazing. And look story. at the rewards now. Why exactly. do you think he gets paid five million dollars? Because he's the best role model. Well, if he's out there, can you give me a million? <laughs> and I'll also take a million. <laughs> yeah, we'll all take a million off him. But yeah, it's a, a great example of a, a genuine, a good dude that again reassessed himself. Just goes who who he wanted to be, and he's man just, in the mirror, brother. Man in the mirror. 
you know, exactly, that's it. He just knew that um, you know, to be Muslim was going to be the, it was going to help drive him to be the best person. And I'm all for that. Like, whatever helps you to be the best person, you do that. Yeah. No matter whatever religion that is or whatever you're doing in life, if you're going to be the best person and be, um, you know, um, you know, good on you, and that's that's a, that's a big credit to him. Yeah, tell you someone that won't be liking all this, mate. It's Donny Singe because he can't break you now because you've been through so much. His training sessions are a piece of piece of cake now. <laughs> oh, Donny Singe, man, he's a, he's a tough little man. Um, yeah, his sessions are big, but you know, it's like last year we realised when they came in and and our days are big, like there's so much on, and but you realise you got to put the work in. I wish you know. Yeah. Oh, so, so. That's right. Um, I wish I, um, you know, I guess it's all part of growing up. You learn later. Unfortunately, I learned at thirty something to sort of know what I had to do to be the best, get the best out of myself. But um, yeah, Donny Singe, he gets, he's a good little motivator, and he, yeah, he, is. he, he trains you hard. I'm definitely going to get him on the podcast as well. Yeah. Now, just a couple of footy questions before we wrap things up. Yeah, Jolly. What do you reckon? Today, what's your proudest moment from your career? Um, footy moment, proudest moment is, um, you know, I didn't reach the the rep honours that I that I um, would have liked to. Um, what was the goal originally? Yeah, I would have loved to play for my state or play for Australia, but to be totally honest, if I'm being honest, there was just better players in front of me and I wasn't playing good enough to be in those positions. So mm-hmm. that's just the way it works out sometimes. But um, young. What are you, 30 this year? Like yeah, 31. 30, 31, yeah. 31. But, um, yeah, I look back now and I wish I could change a lot of things during my career, but um, I still look back on the positive things, you know, the stuff that's helped me be really to give me the life that, you know, I wanted to have and, I, you know, I dreamed of having and, um, but you know, I look and representing you know Indigenous All Stars means mm. a lot. You know, I remember my nan, not really a big flyer, and she flew up to the Gold Coast to watch me a game there, and just you know how much it brings people together and the positive outcome from those games, and yeah, it's always proud representing them and you know and representing the club that I sort of grew up as a young kid and 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 supported. You know, mm. now to be playing for Manly was pretty cool. And your nan goes for Manly, eh? Yeah, my nan. Diehard Manly supporter. When you pop- rang her, tell me about when you first rang her to tell you you were going to Manly. Oh, man. she was in shock. She was like in tears. And um, yeah, she, she's a passionate Manly supporter. And I remember sitting on, you know, watching footy. Um, and my pop was a Roosters supporter. And my name was a Manly supporter. I, I think Manly <laughs> might have been winning one of the games. And I just jumped on the Manly, the manly w- <laughs> wagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, I've played at some great clubs, to be honest. You know, Raiders were great, all different for all different reasons. Yeah. You know, they gave me the opportunities, and Dragons was. Remember was, you were a center? Yeah, I was a center at, at, at the Raiders. Raiders. Nice and quick. You I just, and Fergo. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pass much, but so they just moved me into the, into the back row. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah. Yeah, proudest moments, obviously, reaching milestones too. You know, they get to 200 games. That's or, huge, or, man. That's huge. The, the mm. way I play too. Bash and barge, not much passing, just absolutely go out hard. So you watch too much Mighty Ducks or something when you're younger. There's yeah, two Bash brothers going. Guys. I just, I don't know why, because you know, being being courage, being Aboriginal, you know, the skills. You know, you think of the skillful player. Oh, I, I don't know where that, that that didn't come to me. I just, um, I had to just uh, <laughs> go hard and get bashed and no pass. So, but no, you know, me, reaching milestones is definitely proud moments, and yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've loved my career, but again, 
Um, I look back on it, wish I could change, but things happen, you know. That's what it is. It is what it is, yeah. Is your nan still living up in the country? Yeah, she lives out at Ivanhoe. Still at Ivanhoe? Yeah. She's after the, the queen of Ivanhoe. Yeah, right? no, there's not many people out there. There's less than probably 200. They're going to shut down the jail out there too. Um, I was speaking to my nan the other day, which is mm. sad because it's only, you know, people that brings people, you know, the con- like gets money into the town. So it's yeah, not going to be much out there. Um, is know, it drought affected? Yeah, drought affected. It's yeah. out in the desert. So no rivers around there. It's just dams. Remember as a kid, always having to, um, always getting chased or, um, you know, by local farmers because we were going swimming their dams and, <laughs> okay. and go yabbying in the dams. But, um, yeah, there's not much out there. What could you catch in the dams? Yabbies. Just yabbies. Yeah, just getting yabbies. Um, the boys go, up to no, just up to mischief. Yeah, just young kids, boredom. Like, like I said, we didn't have a beach. Um, we didn't have, you know, a cinema to go to. We didn't have temp, like, we just, just in the bush, like just, you know, going rabbit trapping, doing, you know, like just doing different things that you do out in the country yeah. just to um, have fun. But, you know, I, I look back at it and riding motorbikes, it's, you know, it was, it was a great childhood and great period of my life. Yeah, I loved it. Mm. What are you looking forward to most this season? Because at the close of last season, yeah. like all you like stars were injured. I remember that shark yeah. semifinal yeah. where you had half a team of kids yeah and they whack the sharks mate we've got some it's it's hard for me to keep my position because there's so much talent coming through and yeah it's part of rugby league and it's good to see because um i don't have know you taken many, under your wing have you taken any of the young boys um no you know i have a good good yeah they're all my good mates and mm. you know i hope from the you know there's some great potential amongst them all um but um it's it's a close club you know it's a close group of players you know it's there's some good young guys coming through. Manly is in good hands, come you know, with Des and with the people there they have at the club. So how long did you sign an extension for? Uh, I've got two years cool. at Manly, but yep. again, I'm just gonna look at it and see how see how my body feels and I don't want to be one of those players that go for too long. Mm. Um and I'm at the stage of my life where I just wanna make the decision to where I'm happy. Like what's the best thing that's gonna make me truly happy. I don't wanna yeah. and leave on yeah, your own terms. Leave on my own terms. That's yeah. important to me. So um, Especially now you've got something like a lot of people that like that's the stigma. Like when you retire, you've got nothing to go to. No, you've got, built something. Already. I've got some. I've got yeah, um, yeah, different stuff that I could go into and um, that I'm passionate about. That I know mm. if I go into that, I'm going to be excited to get out of bed. Just like when I with football, just excited for the day and and what I'm doing. So. Um, yeah, we'll just look at it for the year and looking forward to ripping in and, and having a massive year, yeah. Okay, a couple of quick ones just to finish yeah. things off. Yeah. Okay, first one, over your career, what's been your favourite try? I know you scored a couple um, hundred yeah, metres, mate. Yeah, probably against the Bulldogs back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Josh Morris, if you listen to this, but I remember <laughs> slipping through one of his tackles and scoring when I was in the centres, yeah. That was a cool try. Have you ever kicked a goal at any level? No, no, I'm, I'm dreadful, man. Terrible. Be, if I'm being totally honest, I'm very uncoordinated. Um, you got to, you know, Gal. Remember Gal last year? He started yeah. kicking. He's got a, what a hundred percent because he kicked three from in front. Yeah, yeah that's Start right. Start doing that. Yeah, yeah, I should actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel. What's been your favourite venue to play with? Play, play at? Play at? Outside your home ground, sort of thing. Um, I love Manly, eh? Yeah. I'm not just saying this, but it's it's cool. It's um, good atmosphere there. And, um, have you brought your nan down for a game? Yeah, she has. She's been there to the game, so she come at me 200th. But yeah, it's, it's a cool ground, I reckon, the player. It's a bit of an old school old ground. School, and yeah, it's yeah. just, 
um, you know, it's got that reputation there too. It's it's, it's cool. I love it. Yeah. There. Nice. All right. Time to give a few people a wrap. Time to dish out on a couple of people. Yeah, yeah. Next one. Funniest teammate. Um, Ciro. You guys uh, are a good one-two punch too, like left, yeah, right? That's, yeah, yeah. Good. Don't give him too many rap. No, but he's a, he's a funny dude. He, he makes me laugh a lot. Um, is he playing the pranks or is he just Oh, just general, a bit of everything. Not- Rubbish chat, just, you just laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's a funny guy. All right, next one. Who's the Donny Bradman in your team? So the bloke who's not that great a sort, but somehow he pulls all the shielders. Um, oh, he's got a missus, but I don't know how he got a missus. She's a champion lady, but Turbo, Tom Tommy Troy, Turbo. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, um, he's a he's got a he's missus, great person, and for him to even have a girlfriend, yeah, his hygiene and his looks is, is disgraceful. So, yeah. He's totally bad behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Just, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask him on the podcast. I'm a concern, yeah? <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, Tommy, you can't come on, mate. Next one, Jolly, who's the biggest pest in your team? Uh, Adam Fanul Blake, without a doubt, he's the biggest pest in the NRL. And he's so big, he's... you wouldn't want to fight him, would you? Oh, you'd hate to fight him, but he'd be the biggest pest. He'd go for the... Yeah, he's um <laughs> even today, um I done we had a session, like I had me I left me shoes in near my locker and one of them's gone missing. The first person I'd accuse <laughs> is because I know for sure he would have grabbed it and hit it somewhere and he's like had a big smile on his face when I asked. I said, Where'd you put me shoe? Come on man, I'm over these games. Like I'm too old now for this, but uh, yeah, he's a pest, bro. He's one of the best. All right, next one. Who's the socialite? So the one that organizes the social stuff? Um, yeah, a bit of a mix. All the boys, um, we try and get together with different stuff. It's hard with the footy schedule and, yeah. and timing of everything, but um, yeah, there's a lot of boys that like to be out and about. Um, so yeah, a bit of a mix there. Mm. Yeah. Mate, how is the the boy from Ivanhoe going on the northern beaches in Manly? Yeah, I feel it. You know, definitely um, black sheep there. Um, not black sheep, I, I guess. Um, different to your sort of standard northern beaches sort of yeah. look. Because when you're at Dragons, where were you living then? Um, down a fig tree, just yeah, okay. So yeah, just, but yeah, yeah, yeah but a bit more. Um, I, f- I felt like I fitted in more down Wollongong. Hmm. Um, well, Northern Beaches is an interesting crowd, it's, and it's, it's, it's like um, especially for us that didn't high grow end. Up. Yeah, yeah. It's a high end sort of crew. So, um, but no, they're great people in the Northern Beaches and uh, champion people. And my family's loved being up there. It's been good. Definitely. All right, next one. Give someone a wrap. Who's got the best rig? <sighs> best rig. I reckon um, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to old back in the day Tyson Frizzell because oh the rock he's the rock he's just thick and he's got abs which I've never had um, and he's strong as and he's just a big athlete yeah, yeah champion bloke <laughs> <laughs> all right rip someone who's got the worst rig that you've seen if I'm being honest, we talk about a lot about man in the mirror. It'd be myself. Um, you don't rate your own rig, mate. <laughs> oh, it's just great. Always carrying. Uh, the boys call me mud guts. I've always dog's body. I remember. Um, you know what? I, I respect in- that for you calling yourself out. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm just being honest. Um, I don't care. It's just what it is. Um, but I remember a trainer, Billy Johnson. Yeah, yeah, from Canterbury or whatever. Yeah, he was a he was one of the trainers at one of the All Stars when we were into just All Stars. And I remember, I remember he called me having a dog's body. Uh, never left me, hey. But in front <laughs> he of the boys, me, yeah. in front of the boys too. It right? burnt me. <laughs> Try to laugh it off, but I was inside. I was I was hurt. But um, yeah, I um, but yeah, who cares? It's all good. I'm just um, 
Um, I wish I had a bit more of a figure like Tyson or other boys, but you know, who cares? That, mate, I respect that highly. <laughs> All right, final question. It's just my dinner party question. You got five invites to a private dinner party. Only rules, no family or friends, but you can invite anyone you like, dead or alive. Oh, man, it's, it's so hard. Um, I, I'd like to listen to good stories, so people have really, um, you know, um, Charlie Sheen's. Hmm. I know he's on the straight and narrow now. Sometimes you need to hear the, the stories of shit. Yeah, I'll actually... just hear the stories of shit and how he's come good 100%. now. Um who else? Um, so hard. I can't Actually, really I was going to ask you because think of I just, a few people, you know, obviously with Kobe Bryant passing away, yeah. very similar to yourself. He's yeah. a, a father with only girls. Yeah. How did that kind of affect you? Because you're in a similar situation where you don't have sons. You've got daughters, yeah. man. I'll tell you what, it made me grow up even again quicker. Um, the go that, you know, girls just make you so soft. And, mm. um, you know, I always had these thoughts of like going, I want a little boy, I want him to be hard, I want him to be, you know, tough little footballer, I want him, you know, just to have a little. But, um, you know, when I had my girls, I was playing dress-ups with them or um, like all males <laughs> yeah. do, you just turn real soft and, and, and just... That's what they want to girl, do. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I love me girls. Me girls are everything to me. Um, they're the best. I, I'm looking forward to actually rushing from here and getting home and seeing them and, you know, and just um, having dinner with them and just spending time with them. Is, they're just the best, eh? Nah, that's awesome. All right, do you want to finish this dinner party? Nah, not really. Nah. Oh, it's hard, too hard to think. Actually. Too good. I need, all right. Yeah, more time. All right, before I let you go, Joel, everyone uh, online, themindsetproject.com.au, Twitter, you can find him, Joel underscore Thompson, Instagram, I had a laugh at him last time, (laughs) underscore Joel.Thompson underscore. Mate, we've got to get that changed somewhere. Oh, yeah, man. Whoever Joel Thompson is in the world, give him Joel Thompson. Yeah, I know. Whoever's out there, just give me the Joel Thompson. So someone, <laughs> just give him a call. You can get him at yeah. Joel Thompson. He'll he'll give you a hundred bucks. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, Jolly. I'd love to change it. I really appreciate you joining me on the show, brother. And uh, obviously, you're me. welcome anytime. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. And that guy's was Joel Thompson. Definitely get in touch with him if you're interested in all the different work he's doing off the field. I'm sure that he would love to hear from you, whether it's across his Twitter or his Instagram. Definitely private message him and let him know that you listen to the show. And yeah. Definitely get in touch because he's a great guy. All right, guys. Next week on the show, we're going to be doing a different sport, AFL. And we're very lucky to be hosting the GWS captain, Stephen Canilio. He's got a very interesting story that took him from Perth to Sydney. And now he's one of the absolute elite players in the AFL. So it's going to be great to pick his brain on next week's episode. Just remember, guys, I am part of the Diamantina Podcast Network. So definitely check out my stable mates, Batuta Advocate. Hello Sports, Dylan Friends, and as well as the Halfcast Podcast. There's something for everyone in our podcast network, so definitely check that out. Talking with Champions, grab yourself up one of my books, help support the cause and help me continue to grow the show. Be very grateful for that. Dimmick's Booktopia, Angus and Robinson, you will find them. If you did love today's show, definitely continue to share it with your family and friends. Everyone's continued doing that, so that really helps me to continue to, sh- to just really grow the show organically. So... Tag me on any posts. Twitter, I'm at Talking with TK. That's the same as Facebook. Or you'll find me, Tristan Nell, on my Instagram. All right, guys, continue to give those reviews too. That's been pretty cool on the Apple Podcast or the Facebook. And definitely hit me up if you've got any guest requests or you just want to have a yarn about the footy coming up. Tristan at TalkingWithTK.com or give me a DM across my social media. All right, guys, next week, Stephen Canelio. But for now, stay, f- stay safe. 
Thank you for tuning in. I'm Tristan Cannell, and this was Talking with TK.